Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And okay, so on tonight's episode, this is actually a topic, we're covering a topic tonight that I'm actually, I'm really shocked that I've never done a full episode really talking about this feeling, this, you know, epidemic, you know, this experience, this just, this overall just overwhelming sensation of I feel fat. Like I am just shocked I've never made an episode about this because you know, body image, body insecurity has been something that has plagued me since the beginning of time, since the beginning of time. And I'm going to dive on into just like where it began and all that stuff. But I just wanted to say like, I mean, I, I it's something that I, I, I struggle with, okay? I struggle with it every single day and so many of us do and I know and I know it's kind of a cliche topic at this point because everyone, you know, struggles with body image and whatnot. But I truly think that, you know, me not talking about it, me not making an episode about it has been kind of just this weird coping mechanism or this weird thing I've been doing to kind of, you know, convince myself that it isn't something that's bothering me. You know, we always do this. We have this way of, you know, fight or flight and I always choose flight when it comes to body insecurity I'm like oh I just I'm just gonna not acknowledge it not going to talk about it not going to confirm that it's something I struggle with and therefore you know that leaves a huge gap in the narrative you know in the the overall narrative of my life you know I live in New York I'm you know looking at other people constantly every day for inspiration for the podcast but I'm also looking at people because I'm freaking jealous of them and I look at them I mean honestly guys like I it's been something where I've been trying to find a topic for this week's episode you know you know having all these really big ideas really awesome ideas things I was going to talk about and then you know this one ever-present insecurity was just like butting its way into the forefront of my mind every time I would try to you know dive into another topic I just was just confronted in one way or another with this this insecurity of mine so you know, recently I've been, since I moved, I now take the subway to work every single day, which is amazing. I wasn't able to in my old place, just the way that the lines work, it just, it wouldn't have made sense where I, you know, need to go for work. So now I take the subway every single day. And, you know, although I, I I honestly, like, I'm one of those creepy people who like in the morning is just like looking at everyone, trying to figure out like, you know, what people do for a living, where people are going, like just trying to like diagnose or like tell their life story in my head. Like that's something I love to do. Like sometimes I forget that I'm not even like listening to music. Like I put my AirPods in and I don't even like put music on. I forget because I'm just so engrossed in other people's, you know, lives and they're just being their existence. And, you know, while I do that, I'm also like looking at other women and their bodies and, you know, getting jealous over women that can wear shorts. And I just, I've never felt very secure or secure enough to, or recently at least, wear like shorts and like things that show my insecurities, like namely my thighs, my stomach. And, you know, I can go on and on and on about my insecurities, but it's something, like I said, that's been kind of nagging. And so I felt like I needed to just, you know, address it and talk about it. And so today's episode is all about the concept or the feeling of feeling fat. And if this isn't something that relates to you or that you don't feel is an insecurity in your life, um, you know, feel free to insert any given insecurity that you have into this scenario. And it honestly probably will also relate to everything I'm going to talk about today because, you know, we live in a world where we're, you know, constantly bombarded with you know, both our insecurities and then, you know, comparison, looking at other people, you know, especially in big cities like New York, I'm just constantly looking at other people. And, you know, it's, it's something that plagues us all, to be honest, some, some, you know, degree of insecurity. And so I wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, 
And I, you know, guys, it's kind of been one of those things where I was trying to retrace my steps and figure out where it all began per se. And I, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it because I just can't really think of a time where it all began. It just kind of always was there, like present, just hanging in the air of my childhood, of my whole life. And, you know, it's nothing that really, you know, happened in my youth or anything of that nature that like really like, you know, brought it on like, oh, this one thing happened. Like my mom told me not to eat the cake one time. And then I was like, oh, I'm fat. You know, that was never, there was never like one of those like things that just really set it off. But I always just remember, you know, even from a young age where I kind of, you know, first, you, there's like that one age, or I guess like it's about like, you know, 10 or 12 or something where you're kind of aware of yourself. You know, you kind of look in the mirror and you see something other than just like a sweaty, sweaty little kid. You just, you see yourself for who you truly are and what you truly look like. And I just think, you know, although there wasn't like a, a specific pinpointed moment, I just always remember looking at myself and then looking at other people and thinking that I was bigger. And before I keep going, I like feel the need to say something. I, I hate that I even have to say this, but this isn't me fishing for you guys to like DM me and be like, Katie, like you're not fat at all. Like you shouldn't feel this way. You shouldn't feel this. Or like, you know, how dare you say that about yourself when I am this? Everyone's going to think that they are what they are and you can't really like it's not your job to tell them that they're wrong because you know you can't tell someone how to feel you know their feelings is fact you know you can't say oh you don't feel fat because that person does feel fat so I just want to like lay that out there first and foremost like you know even if they you know truly aren't and shouldn't feel that way and it you know they could use their feelings in better ways you know I think you first do have to address that their feelings are valid and that they're you know that you're there for them in their feelings and then, you know, go from there. You can't be like, oh, you're wrong because that'll just make them, you know, feel even more at some points. You can't tell me how to feel. I can't tell you how to feel. And so, you know, feeling fat is one of those things that I have felt from a very, you know, for, from a very young age. And it's sad to reflect on it and sad to look back at like pictures of, you know, moments where I remember feeling fat and thinking, wow, I was like skinnier than I've ever been, skinnier than I ever will be again. And also like sad that, you know, that childhood memory that I was, you know, I look so happy in the picture. I was feeling this really horrible thing about myself. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I just wanted to begin. I just, I remember like one specific memory, like, you know, aside from, I mean, like the many little moments at like swim team practice when I was younger and like comparing my bathing suit size to other people's bathing suit sizes and like stuff like that. There's all that comparison. But I remember seeing like the first time I kind of saw it like in a movie or something was, um, I remember Devil Wears Prada. So Devil Wears Prada, I don't remember what year that came out, um, but I remember it being like early 2000s, obviously, I think. Um, and I remember that the whole like dressing, or not the dressing room, but it was like the, the Vogue fashion closet scene where Anne Hathaway's character is being, you know, Andy is her name, I think, is being dressed up in like all these, you know, fun new outfits because, you know, she wants to transform herself and be treated seriously or taken seriously at work and stuff. And I remember the, the guy saying like, oh, there's nothing in the Vogue fashion closet that'll fit a size six. And I remember being like, you know, oh, like a size six, like, what does that mean? And now I am a size six. And I'm like, wait a second, like, Andy was considered like, quote unquote, fat or not fat. Maybe they didn't say that. Like, I don't remember if they said that in the movie, but I remember being like, you know, being the whole like size six mentality was like something that she should be ashamed of or something that she should like, you know, figure out because she's not going to fit into the Vogue clothes if she's size six. And I remember that being like a huge, like, like, whoa, aha moment for me, especially as I grew older and became a size six, um, which I am now. And, you know, also, okay, 
something I noticed while I was reflecting on this whole thing. You know, every single movie, like basically every movie that Anne Hathaway is in, she gets a makeover. So like, what is that nonsense? Like Anne Hathaway is a beautiful human being. Why is she always made over in every movie? But anyway, yeah, that is actually nonsense. Although I feel like in every movie where she is made over at the end, it's like, oh, but she was perfect just the way she was in the beginning. But you know, nonetheless, those are movies. They're all movies. And this is real life and <laughs> what we were living in that I'm living in. So, you know, okay, I'm going to kind of just run through my typical train of thought when I'm feeling fat. You know, I usually get my feelings, in my feelings, as Drake would say, about feeling, feeling quote unquote fat. This is like how it kind of goes. It's like, la di da, minding my own business, feeling fat, then getting mad at myself for feeling fat because there's a lot, you know, better things I could be doing with my feelings than feeling fat. And then I get mad at myself for that. I push it out of my mind. I, you know, decide not to think about it. I, you know, decide to eat a salad and just hope that, you know, things will, I don't know, I'll magically wake up without thunder thighs one day. And, you know, I just decide not to feel. I, you know, I focus on feeling other things. And I think about, you know, oh, Katie, like there's just so many other things I could be feeling that are so much better and more poetic and more just, you know, just better feelings than I feel fat. Because, you know, the whole like sentence itself, it's like, okay, whoops, sorry, I just almost knocked over my water glass and my passion of talking about this. But, you know, there are so many other feelings that we can feel in this world, of course, that are better. But I think that, you know, the big problem with pushing that, you know, out of my mind and deciding not to think about it, deciding not to podcast about it, you know, how many podcast episodes am I in, you know, deep right now with my whole, you know, running career of podcasting and I've never really talked about this because I just always convince myself that I don't want to feel it, I don't want to feel it, you know, it's one of those things where it just kind of creeps in and I can't, you know, push it out as much as I want to, like I... I want to look in the mirror and be in love with what I see. I want to be one of those people that can be okay being a size six, which isn't even big, by the way. It's not at all. Like, and not to say any size is like, quote unquote, big. Like, it's it's all a figment of society and what society says. And, you know, and does it even say anything or do we just invent what we think that it's saying, you know? And I don't want you guys to quote me as being like, size six, Katie says size six is big because it's truly not. And when I see other people that are my size and bigger than my size by society standards, by the numeric scale standards, I never look at them and think, oh my gosh, they are fat. Like I never think that. But when I look at myself, you know, I think that. And it's just, you know, it kind of all just goes back to the idea that we are also critical of ourselves and we're our own biggest critics always. You know, if you're sitting in your group of friends, you never like really look around and say, oh, so-and-so is, you know, the fat friend. Like no one thinks that. But, you know, the other day I was thinking about that and thinking that I'm the fat friend. And I think that me sitting down and talking about this isn't to make you feel insecure and insignificant. It's hopefully to make you feel that you're not alone in this and, you know, that, a lot of people are insecure about it and don't talk about it because they don't know how and they don't know, you know, if it will do anything or help them at all or just make them feel worse about themselves. And that's kind of how I'm feeling thinking, you know, podcasting right now, to be honest with you. And, you know, yeah, there are so many other feelings that I could feel and things I could focus on, like feeling introspective and feeling creative and feeling this. But, you know, maybe, you know, and it kind of got me thinking maybe, you know, this I feel fat mentality you know, sometimes we bottle up other thoughts and mask it by 
I feel fat or like, you know, I feel insignificant in my love life. I feel, you know, overwhelmed, blah, 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 blah. But we settle with I feel fat or, oh, the reason why I feel this way is because I am fat. And oh, the reason why I don't have a boyfriend, the reason why I feel insignificant in my career or, you know, overwhelmed or overlooked or, you know, a lot of things is because, quote unquote, I feel fat. And, you know, my answer to that is I think we can do better than just settling with that phrase and, you know, doing the little thing that we do where we just push it under the rug and don't address it, don't think about it, don't give it the freaking time of day, and then it just finds its way to creep on in there and pop out at you, you know, surprise, you know, when you least expect it. Because I think that is the reason why it gets me down so much is because it's that little, like, you know, uninvited visitor that just constantly keeps nagging me and I keep running out of ways to push it away, you know? And so... Here I am talking about it, podcasting about it, um, looking at it in a new way, to be honest, because, you know, I, I think we constantly need to remind ourselves that, you know, the stress that we feel, there's a lot of stress that we feel. I've done numerous episodes on stress alone, but, you know, stress, most of our stress comes from the way that we respond to things, you know, not necessarily how things are or how life is or what goes on itself. It's almost, you know, it's the stress is born from the way that we react, you know, the stress brews kind of like brews like a thunderstorm. There was crazy thunderstorms this morning in the city. It brews based on, you know, the way that we respond, not the way that life is. And so I think that, you know, if we kind of adjust our perspective, you know, adjust our attitude, you know, change the way that the lens that we look at this, you know, life that we live and just the way that we look at it, I think, you know, that the stress kind of dissolves a little bit or just changes shape and we it becomes more manageable. And so, you know, I think that we need to find ways that work for us to let the stress just kind of dissipate somehow. And I know this is like more of a poetic way to say it, but like you got to find what works for you to manage it because pushing it under the rug really you know letting yourself get worked up until you just kind of mask it throw it out the window and hope it doesn't return you know that's not the way that you handle things and that's not how we should handle things and I know with all these things that you know life is throwing at us all these obligations we don't have enough time in the day we don't get enough sleep you know it just it becomes hard to take even like a second to think about it you know more than you know just pushing it away you know like it's 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 something that deserves our our time though i think you know finding new ways to handle this the stress that this type of mentality this type of feeling puts on our lives you know and i think that we're we're constantly in this life punishing ourselves you know, for what? What did we do wrong? What did we do to deserve this from ourselves? Like what, you know, I, this body that I live in, that I, you know, am quite literally living in, like a turtle in a shell, like this is my body, this is the temple as they call it and, you know, many faiths and people just, you know, my body is a temple, you know, it's like painted on the wall of like every freaking gym in the city. I'm just kidding. I've, I haven't really seen every gym in the city or a lot of them to be honest, but you know, this body has gotten me through, you know, even just today, my body has gotten me through so much. Like I was standing for like 
the majority of the day at a photo shoot directing you know this shoot um, for an upcoming campaign in 2020 like so far away from now it's crazy to even think that we're working on 2020 at L'Oreal but I mean it's not crazy because it's the cosmetics industry and things are moving so fast always but you know we were doing this really awesome exciting shoot doing so much my body was you know and not to mention after getting over you know Lyme disease still battling Lyme disease currently and like doing all this stuff I walked to and from the subway like all the flights of stairs this body has gotten me through and I still have the audacity to come home from work and look in the mirror and call myself fat. Like, do I deserve that? Do I deserve punishing myself in that way? No. Does my body deserve that? My body, if you think about your body as like a separate entity from you, like kind of like, you know, like an article of clothing, like do you deserve to call your body those things? Like that's just so mean of you and of me. And so, you know, I think that But the thing is, though, I feel like in this age, it's like one of those things where punishing yourself for any given insecurity of the moment is not something that is looked at in the right way, I don't think, or maybe not looked at hard enough. Like in my friendships, you know, I have friends that are insecure about various things and dealing with various things. And I feel like in this society, it's almost like, oh, like everyone has an insecurity. Everyone's punishing themselves for something like join the club, you know, it's like something that we're like, oh, just, you know, get in line because we're all, you know, criticizing ourselves for something at one point in time. And, you know, the other day, this is just me. This is honesty hour, guys. I was contemplating going on a date with a guy and, you know, had this is just so ugly for me to even say, but I was just like, oh, you know, I don't even think I should even go. Or I shouldn't even like give him, you know, give myself a chance to even meet this guy because I just know he's going to look at me and think like, oh, I, you know, she's great and all, but I wish she was thinner or, oh, she's great and all, but she is, you know, has thighs that are bigger than mine or like, I don't know, like all these just ugly, ugly thoughts were just, you know, penetrating my mind and prevented me from going on a date with a guy who probably didn't think any of those things guys you know nine times out of ten do not care about those sort of things and if they do they're not the right guy you know that's obvious obvious but you know for me it was just something that overwhelmed my thoughts and overwhelmed me and you know half the guys that I talk to that I consider going on dates with I always just wonder you know you know do they think about that? Do they care? Do they, does that even cross their minds? Do they, you know, if I meet them on a dating app, do they, you know, get to the date and think, oh, like she doesn't look like her pictures or whatever, you know? And it's one of those things where I I internalize other people's ideas and I internalize other, you know, what other people look like and what, you know, the ideal mold of like what I think someone should look like on a date with a guy that looks like this, I should look like that. And that isn't what I look like. You know, I'm just constantly internalizing other people's ideas and I think you know there's always that that idea that like you know once you learn to love yourself you'll you'll stop putting your self-esteem in other people's hands or in that mold and you'll stop stop trying to insert that square into a circular mold you know situation but it's it's a lot harder or easier said than done to learn to love yourself for everything you know you can learn to love like the the good parts about you that you consider good parts of the things that you're you know your favorite parts about you but when you learn to love the bad things too like that's that's like a point where I, I wonder if I'll ever achieve that fully. Like I truly wonder, like, is there a way to fully achieve that? You know, and I think that, you know, creative people also are people that have a, an appreciation for creative things, which I feel like a lot of us, 
do, I don't know if I'm speaking for the vast majority, but, you know, a lot of people that probably follow me do because that's all I really post is a lot of creative stuff, you know, and creative means that can be honestly anything like, you know, not don't just think like painting or art or something. Think, you know, anything where there's kind of like an out of the box sort of thinking, which is a lot of things these days, to be honest, with social media and everything. But, you know, creative people are, are critical, okay, critical of themselves, critical of their art. And a lot of people consider themselves, you know, a, you know, an extension or or quite literally their art, especially with Instagram these days and people making money off of being an Instagram model and posting photos of themselves on Instagram, you know, holding various things. Like they are the art and they're critical of themselves. Like, believe me, like the number of accounts I've seen of like Facetune fails and like things like that. People are critical. Creative people are critical. So like I mentioned, I was on set today and, uh, you know, this particular set we were doing a texture shoot so we were styling you know textures so the actual texture of the makeup product I can't really talk about what product it was but you know you know swatching those type of things like making the product look really beautiful capturing it on camera you know all of which will be on display so like in store when you go into like CVS or whatever store you'll see it kind of swatched so you can see what the product will look like that sort of thing you know blowing up real big which is really cool that I'll be photographing or I photographed that and it'll be you know in stores which is awesome and so we are working with this texture stylist there's actually you know real people out there who are you know you know professional texture stylist or texture artist I think was what she calls herself and you know she was so talented just like working away creating these like really beautiful little textures with like um, I believe she was using like ceramics tools and like creating these amazing beautiful little textures out of the product and she was so critical of herself like I remember her being like oh like no don't take that one it's not not finished it's not right it's not good and I'm like looking at this beautiful swatch thinking like, no, you're being so critical of yourself. Like, this is beautiful. And, like, every time we'd compliment her work, she was like, oh, no, no, like, you know, that's not my best work. And, like, just being critical of herself. And, you know, I think it was Picasso or I think it was disputed as not being Picasso. Banksy did a whole piece on it. Um, I think it was, like, some other guy. I actually wrote down his name in my journal just so I wouldn't misquote. But it was Mikhail Bakunin, Bakunin um, said that the urge to destroy is a creative urge you know the urge to quite literally destroy yourself or destroy your self image or yourself your perception of yourself is a literal creative urge or passion I think it was paraphrased as urge but also passion like it's a creative like it's a thing you it's a tick it's like a manic little thing that you do destroying yourself you know why do you think people pick at their cuticles when they're nervous like they it's quite literally you know one of those little nervous things that we do is just pick apart ourselves pick apart our flaws you know I was probably just nervous about this freaking date in general and so I just had to be like oh you know, nope, I'm fat. That's why. Or you just always are like, you know, the reason why this didn't happen is because I'm a size six or whatever, you know, insert your excuse here. And taking a quick little break in my train of thought to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Harper Wild, which as you guys know, I've mentioned before, I love my Harper Wild bras. Basically, Harper Wild is bra shopping without the bullshit, uh, putting it simply. They have an at-home, free at-home try-on kit where you can try on bras in the comfort of your own home and decide which ones you like, which ones you don't like, which I'm pretty confident you will like all of them as I have because these bras are designed with comfort in mind, which is shocking that, you know, some bras aren't 
design with comfort in mind because comfort is like always key and the top of my priority list, especially for my bras and just everything that's under my clothes. Like if I'm gonna wear a bra, I'm going to wear one that is comfortable and that I can wear all day without like dying to, you know, take it off as soon as I walk in the door. So it has all the support, you know, all the bras have all the support and none of the frills. And they have three different ones, the base, the boost, and the flex, and they're all designed to support your ladies comfortably throughout the day. And each bra is actually priced lower than the average competitor and easy to buy in bundles, which is nice because I always have like my favorite bra that's like my, my favorite and then when it's like in the wash, I'm like going through hell because my favorite bra is in the wash, but you can buy a bunch of them in a bundle so you can have a bunch of comfy bras to wear. Um, revamp your entire bra collection without you know overspending or spending an arm and leg on bras. And the cherry on top of the whole thing is by buying bras from Harper Wild, you're actually doing good um, because a portion of Harper Wild's profits are donated to projects that help women gain access to education in over 120 countries around the world. So that's incredible. Harper Wild is overall great and of course I have a deal for you guys. So to get a free at-home try-on kit and a free wash bag to go along with it, all you have to do is go to harperwild.com. So that's Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R-W-I-L-D-E.com slash K-A-T-Y, my name, Katie. And you can get started today with a free at-home try-on and a free bra wash bag. And you know, if you have a bra, you need a wash bag. So now you can get one for free. And make sure to select three bras to try on. And don't forget to add the wash bag to your cart too. So that's Harper Wild, H-A-R-P-E-R-W-I-L-D-E.com slash Katie to try on three bras at home for free and receive a free gift. So that's HarperWild.com slash Katie. Okay, so now on with the episode. And like this whole this whole concept of you know feeling fat, berating ourselves for various insecurities we have, you know all those things, kind of layers into the the idea that, or just like the the tendency that we have to apologize for ourselves or apologize for our appearances, you know, especially women. I feel like a lot of times we have this just weird like knee jerk reaction to always apologize or justify ourselves, explain ourselves, you know, explain like, you know, oh, like why we look like this or like if someone's like, oh, I love your dress, but we're like, oh, I got it on sale or like just, you know, kind of justifying yourself in some way. Like I feel like I can't even buy myself something nice these days without justifying myself and telling you guys why I'm spending money, my hard earned money on something you know I feel like I just have this weird need to to justify myself and explain myself and apologize and I just feel bad sometimes for doing or wanting or being and it's one of those things where I feel like it's it's in our hands to change it like we have to be the ones to quite literally change it and stop saying it stop apologizing stop justifying ourselves and just freaking be and be okay with that and it's one of those things where it's something that we do need to just like somehow figure it out within ourselves you know there's always going to be something you know I, I'm gonna shatter or you know what's it called um take the uh, curtain back and tell you guys the real answer to everything there's always going to be something that you're insecure about there's going to be something that's quote-unquote wrong at all points of our lives okay it's going to look different it's going to take different shapes but there's always going to be something and it's 
it's in our hands. We have to overcome what we think of ourselves. This, you know, ugly image that we paint when we think of ourselves sometimes. There's that one Dove advertisement where the women, you know, the real women, quote unquote, are told to, you know, describe their appearance to this um, courtroom sketch artist who has never seen them. They're like behind a curtain or something. And, you know, they are asked to, you know, describe their appearance to this person. And the guy is like sketching away, you know, what they think the person looks like based on what they're saying and then they bring in someone who's seen them you know another you know un- or what's it called like um uninvolved like third party to describe the same woman and they describe her in a completely different way and the woman like you know sees herself how she's described herself versus how another person has described herself and you know the results are actually quite shocking like these women are like wow like I never you know, knew that someone, you know, looked at my beauty mark or my whatever and didn't think of it as a mole or like something that I should be ashamed of. You know, it's just, it's all a matter of perspective, as I said earlier. And there's always going to be something that we're going to nitpick. Always something. And for me, you know, it's my quote unquote fat, my thunder thighs, my thick arms, the way that my, you know, chin sometimes gives me a double chin look. I could go on and on and on about all the things that you guys probably don't notice or, you know, Hopefully don't. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Just for the, you know, the sake of my argument, you probably don't notice. And you know, there's always going to be something. And some days you got to just say fuck it. Like I did what I could today. Like I did all this stuff. Like can that just be enough for me today? Like please, Katie, just let this be enough and just look at it and be like wow like maybe not even enough look at what I did today look at all that I was able to accomplish with this body of mine and be damn proud of it for once okay you almost have to have like kind of like a heart-to-heart like situation with yourself you gotta like sit yourself down and be that person that's going to give the tough love and just say shut up to yourself you know fuck it I did what I could today and you know I just going back to the idea that there's always something I was watching this episode of sex in the city tonight like I said everything like whenever like I'm not trying to make an episode about something like everything in my life nags me to make an episode about that thing and I'm like okay okay I give up I'll make an episode on it so tonight I was watching sex in the city before I recorded this episode and it's the I was watching the one I think it's like season six where um which isn't my favorite season but I'm like constant I'm like currently re-watching the whole thing again like I do like all the time um but samantha is dating the very much younger guy um whatever his name is is she like named he's like the the absolute model absolute hunk whatever his name is um and she like sprouts a gray hair and you know she was all like oh like i'm older and i'm proud whatever and then she sprouts the gray hair and she's like hell no like i am not dating this guy like i clearly cannot date a younger guy like whatever gets so insecure about it and you know all like a lot of things obviously happen in the plot and then like turns out like he you know didn't care or didn't notice that she sprouted a gray hair and like you know it's obvious that like he didn't care it was all in her head and it's one of those things where you know she has to decide that like she's not gonna let it bother her and then you know people always say like people without insecurities or like people that look past their insecurities like are the most sexy women like I remember one of my friends recently was like trying to like get one of us to date her brother she was like oh one of you guys should date my brother like he's recently single like I want to want one of you guys to be my sister you know whatever it was like a joke but I was like oh like you know what's his type and she was like oh he's he always tells me that he you know his type he like doesn't have a specific 
specific, whoa, specific type, but he wants a girl that, you know, isn't insecure. It's, it's like when guys think that, like, the girls, like, quote, unquote, that don't wear makeup, but, like, wear makeup, but they, like, don't understand that this girl is, like, clearly wearing concealer and mascara, but, like, is also posting a selfie saying, hashtag, woke up like this. She did not wake up like that, <laughs> okay? You're gonna find a girl without a single insecurity, like, good luck, go to Mars, because that's where the girls are with no insecurities. Like, there are insecurities that are not skin deep. There are insecurities that are deep in your soul, things that will rock you to your core that you're insecure about. And and I think that, you know, it, you shouldn't be finding someone without any of those because good luck, you're not going to find them. You know, I think that it's it's one of those things where we can't live thinking that there are people out there without them because we just can't live that way. And instead of, you know, deciding that we are broken for having insecurities, maybe we should take those insecurities and do something about them or do something with them per se, you know, use them as ammo to fight our next war. You know, I think the first thing that we need to do, you know, as I mentioned early on in the episode, my tendency of, you know, brushing this insecurity of feeling fat under the rug and, you know, being done with it, you know, kind of going like this with my hands being like, okay, I'm done for today until tomorrow, like same place, you know, same time. Tomorrow we'll, uh, you know, debate in front of the mirror about, you know, how fat my thighs are again tomorrow and it'll just become a freaking daily routine because it has been. But, you know, I think that the first thing that we need to do to kind of combat these insecurities or not really combat them, but kind of just meet them where they're at, you know, almost kind of like meet it for tea, sit down for tea with our insecurities. You know, we have to stop pretending that everything's okay all the time because it's not, you know, and and we got to know when it's not okay and we got to know when we need to like stop and confront that and be like, okay, things are not okay and we need to figure it out. You know, it's almost like you're dating yourself and you need to have like a what are we talk or like, you know, is this working talk with ourselves because I don't think that we make enough time. I don't think we... um schedule for lack of a better way to put it enough time into our day-to-day to really think about these things because we just don't feel like they are a good use of time we don't feel like you know as I mentioned in my last episode I'm pretty sure like all these other things are demanding our attention every single day and like you know how dare we make a second to talk about the fat that we you know carry and feel about or think about every single day but you know I think that we got to stop pretending that everything's okay because you know you shouldn't you shouldn't pretend that everything's okay if it's not. And you got to acknowledge these feelings, you know, give them a chance to kind of, you know, fester, see the light of day. You know, it's like one of those things where when you have a cut and my mom is always like, I always just want to like keep a bandaid on it and like not let it, you know, breathe because I hate peeling off band-aids. It's like my least favorite thing in the entire world. I'm pretty sure. Just kidding. There are, there are other things that are worse, but you know, peeling off band-aids. So I'm always just like putting a band-aid on a cut. Like I just don't really, you know, do any, but you have to let the, the cut breathe and like fester, which is disgusting, but like open up and really scab and heal. You can't just keep covering up that scab or that like cut with a band-aid because it's just never going to fully heal it's just going to stay like you know open an open wound forever until you like let it breathe at night and like whatever you must do to make that scab your that cut heal I can't believe I'm making like a cut scab analogy at this point in the podcast episode but here we are you know you gotta you gotta give them a chance give the insecurity a chance to see the light of day and then realize you know that although you can't really like control the circumstances of the insecurity or just, you know, what really brought it on or what, you know, what you're comparing yourself to, what kind of, you know, brought it to light in this given moment of insecurity, you know, you do have the power to overcome any obstacle, you know, even when that obstacle is yourself. Like, I think you got to just know that. And I, it almost kind of takes someone that doesn't know you, me, 
most of the time I don't know you guys personally, um, but I feel like I know you guys and I hope you guys feel like you know me. But, you know, I got to just tell you this, guys. Like, you can. You can. Like, oh, if I could just reach out, like, and grab you wherever you are right now listening to this, like, I would and I would shake you until you get this and shake me. Like, I wish I could just, you know, do that to myself or have someone else do it to me, I guess. But, you know, you have the power to overcome any obstacle, even if that obstacle is yourself. Like, and you must know that. Like, I think a lot of times I, I have these other, you know, problems in my day to day and I think, oh, I can, I can tackle that. I can tackle that. I can tackle that. But when it comes to me, I'm like, okay, um, nope, can't do that. Uh, next, like I'll tackle something else. But like me, no, that's like always going to be there. Like I've just kind of come to the conclusion that like I'm always going to be, you know, in this constant like shuffle with my, my weight and just my appearance and I'm it's just going to be something that I'm going to literally carry with me forever and you know that's depressing to, to even say out loud because you know do I want to someday look back on my life and think that I was unhappy with or not unhappy that's the wrong word but just like at war with myself like at war with my appearance for the majority of my 20s the you know supposedly the best time of my life I spent half of it you know upset with my appearance and you know ah uh, it's such a it's just such a difficult topic to discuss because you know there is this like huge weight loss or healthy living self-care culture you know and I think that that's perfectly fine and well if you're doing it in a healthy way and you want to lose weight and whatever you might might want to do like that's totally fine to do you know I don't I don't want to bash that I th- I'm a big believer and if there's something about yourself that you don't you know, like, and you have the power to change, you should do it if it's going to make you happier. Like I, yeah, I'll, I'll say that, you know, that is something I believe. But I also think that, you know, if I lost weight right now, you know, it would just, or like, you know, really like stuck my nose to the grindstone and like did it right now. It wouldn't be for the right reasons. It wouldn't be because I wanted to be healthier. I wanted to do anything for myself. It would be because I want to fit in this societal mold or you know look more like Carrie Bradshaw and look more like the people that I idolize and it would be a comparison thing it wouldn't be a a me thing it wouldn't be something that I am doing for myself and didn't expect anyone else to be you know involved in or involved in the decision that I would be making it's just and it's just such a fine line that I walk here with describing this whole mentality but you know obviously I can only describe it the way that I feel and I just feel like if I did it right now in the way that I'm imagining in my head right now, it would be wrong because it would be completely skirting past the whole problem, which is, you know, just something something in me. Something in me right now is not fully good in terms of the way that I view myself. And it's not, it's not the fat. It's not my thighs. It's not – there's just something – in the way that I look at myself, I'm not fully confident with myself right now. And it could just be because I'm overcoming an illness and, you know, I need to talk to a therapist, which a lot of people are saying I need to do on my YouTube videos. They're like, oh, you just went through trauma, you know, you need to talk to a therapist, whatever. And like that, so be it, that might be it. And I'm fully, you know, considering that. But I also think that, you know, you got to know the reasons for why you know why you why you want to do things. You know, like I feel fat, like you know me wanting to lose weight in X, Y, and Z way. There's clearly an underlying thing here that I need to confront. You know, am I happy in every area of my life right now? Like all these changes happened, a lot of things have happened to me, but like when I take a step back, like am I happy? And I need to you know fully confront that and think about that and think about all the choices that I make 
before I decide to do anything drastic, you know, because I think a lot of us try to distract ourselves from the true problem or the true thing that we need to address and really confront in ourselves with something easier like, oh, I just need to lose some weight and then I will feel better, more confident, whatever. And we think that weight loss is going to solve all of our problems. And then we wonder why people that lose a ton of weight are still depressed and, you know, still not happy. And the reason is there's something else that's nagging and maybe that was what was nagging all along and they, you know, lost all this weight and they still feel that. And so I think that, you know, that's an important note I just wanted to say. I don't know if I really articulated that well at all, but hey, I tried. (laughs) This is my podcast, so I make the rules. But, you know, I think... I think the truth is, you know, I have better things to do right now. You know, there are there are things within myself I need to address. There are books that I need to read. There are ceilings, glass ceilings I need to shatter within myself and within the industry and things that I'm passionate about. And I just, I just think that my thighs are not the problem right now. And I think it's just the way that I look at them in the mirror that's the problem. And the way that I compare them to other people, that's the problem. And, you know... Like I said, you have the power to overcome any obstacle, even when that obstacle is yourself. Okay? Whew. Wow, that was, that was some, some good points that I just made. Um, I am, like, sweating through my nightgown right now because I have – whenever I record these episodes in the new apartment and, and in the old apartment, I have to turn off my air conditioning so it doesn't make a crazy noise. And, like, I don't even know. I think you can kind of still hear, like, a hum of my, like – honestly probably my refrigerator or something whatever but I'm like fully sweating through my nightgown right now if you're curious what's going on um in in the real life of me recording this podcast I'm like like sticking to my chair it is hot in New York City um but I do like want to close this episode with just the general like thought that or just the idea that you know it's it's okay like I, I literally have a sign that says it's okay above my bed like I'm I kid you not if you follow me you would know I have this I've had this sign since college like since sophomore year you know it's okay like you know given all these thoughts given all these insecurities like you know you feeling fat me feeling fat whatever it's okay you know we just forgot who we were for a second we forgot how damn strong we were for a second and we let what we see in the mirror or how we see what is in the mirror completely take over and completely take over and overshadow everything else that we know to be true about ourselves everything that we love about ourselves you know just completely got squashed by this this huge insecurity of feeling fat and you know it's okay give yourself a second shake it off you know shake it off like an, your old winter coat because it's summertime now bitches and you know it, welcome back okay like it was that was like a, a cute little moment we had there like making fun of ourselves and whatnot and now we're back and we're better than ever and I just need you to whenever you're feeling fat or feeling whatever insecurity you're feeling you know no matter where it is shake your shoulders like quite literally physically I'm like shaking my shoulders right now physically and you know just picture this like you know big winter coat falling off of you you know no I'm that's gone that insecurity that not the insecurity itself, but that that moment of dwelling over the insecurity. It's gone. It's okay. Welcome back. You are you. You with all of your beautiful, amazing talents and everything that you love about yourself, that is you. And it's not, I don't think that's really ignoring it. Like I said, I, you know, brushed it under the rug. I think that's kind of choosing to be better than the insecurity in that moment. And I think that's what, you know, that that kind of symbolizes for me at least. And so, yeah. Okay, guys. So um, that is officially 
another episode of Thick and Thin. I'm trying to upload two episodes this week. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, But I know since I didn't do one last week because I was just getting back on track with everything and my illness and all of that. So um, hopefully I'll do two episodes this week or at least try to make up for it next week. We'll see. I'm not going to try to push myself too hard, but we will see where the week takes us. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye. Bye.